Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Keeping It Real with Camel. As we say 100, I have Kim on the line. How are you, Kim? I am doing wonderful today. How are you, Caramel? You know what? I'm doing great. Um, that's all I can say is, you know, <laughs> today is a Monday, and it's been super busy, and I'm like, like, the time is flying really fast, and I'm like, where is the time going, you know? So. That's how my day was today, too, but it was a good busy. Yeah, most definitely. So, Kim, so you are a multi-published author, a writer, a podcast host of Let Fear Bounce, and a TV show host of The Right Stuff. So you have a lot going on. And so how can you, like, multitask to do everything that you do? Well, you know, <laughs> it took me a while to find that, that good groove. Um, just opportunities were coming to me, and I just kept jumping on them. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, at the like the beginning and kind of the height of the you know the pandemic, when the world changed and the doors shut, um, I was one of those people that lost their jobs. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not, I don't want to, at this point in my life, start sending out resumes again. I don't want to do an office job anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, look at my skill set. What do you, what can you do, Kim? And what are you good at? And what are your passions? And so I just took all of that, 25 years of sales and marketing experience and writing. I love public speaking. I'm like, well, let's do something with it. So I started the podcast, Let Fear Bounce, not having a clue, not a single <laughs> clue what I was doing. <laughs> wow. I literally Googled. Google podcasting <laughs> and I spent a couple hours doing that in the morning and literally by that afternoon I had started it and, and had done my first episode and thought you know this could be kind of fun and then I started asking guests to come on and now I'm like over 125 episodes and closing in on my second year so that's been fun but through that I met some amazing authors and um, then I had a, an opportunity was given to me if I wanted to host my own television show. And I thought about it for a few days and said, sure, why not? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's called The Right Stuff, The Author's Voice, and it's the right W-R-I-T-E. And I wanted to give a platform to authors to be able to share their journey of how they started writing and why they write, you know, and why they write what it is they write, whether it's science fiction or fantasy or nonfiction or horror, you know, whatever. And as I was going through all of that, I'm still writing on my own, and I was working on an anthology and keeping really busy, and I realized, Kim, wow, you've got to, you've got to set yourself up on some kind of schedule, because <laughs> I was, you know, yeah. I was so excited about it, and I just kept doing, you know, so I was doing like 14, 13, 14-hour days. Because I was excited about everything. Right. And I realized I'm going to burn out if I don't figure something out here because I don't want to lose the fire that I have for all of these projects because they all are just such blessings in, in many ways. And so I decided how I literally how I do it now is one day is for recording the podcast, mm-hmm. one day a week is for the television show, and I have two days a week that are literally just me doing my writing or catching up with clients because I do, I also have some clients that I work with. Um, 
So I catch up with them and take care of all their stuff. And then I have one day that if it's not super busy, I make it a point to stop early. So I have like a recharge afternoon. Oh, my God, Kim. <laughs> yeah, because, because on those other days, I'm like going, going, going. And so I just take a – so the schedule's worked out for me. You know, I, I had to tweak it as I went, but it's working out great. And and I feel – I don't feel quite as overwhelmed. And I'm thinking, Kim, you're putting stress on yourself because you're your own boss right now, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you're doing a good job. I mean, as long as you can maintain it and monitor what you got going on, that's all that matters. You sound like me because I like doing multiple things. I just can't stay still. Like I have to be busy at all times, you know. And right. so, yeah, that's exactly what I do. And you still an active speaker, and I see that you are a female veteran. I am. I am an Air Force veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was a long, long time ago. Right, but you still you speak you speak about your um, PTSD. But I want to say to you that thank you for your service. And, oh, you're welcome. And um, so when you speak to people, you tell people your your truth of what oh, you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, I and when I was in, this was quite some time ago. Uh, and I do, like you said, I do live with PTSD, and that was due to trauma that I experienced while serving in the military Mm -hmm. and I still carry that weight with me um it's just not as heavy because I've learned how to deal with it over the years but when I'm asked to speak most of the time and it's locally you know in my area I'm asked to speak to a lot of civic organizations and veteran organizations and churches and things like that and even some youth groups actually um about what it is, what PTSD is, mm-hmm. and and what it's like living with it, from my perspective, because I'm just one person and right. everybody's journey is different. So, and I've shared I've shared my story actually a lot uh, more in the past year on on different podcasts. I've been asked to speak on that topic, and it's always you know, and even though it, it was long, I mean, literally decades ago. There's still that you get that little twinge in your gut when you're thinking, oh, I'm going to put this out in the world again. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that little twinge, but then I get that nudge, and and I'm a person of faith. I have a strong faith, and then I I get these nudges, and when I feel those, I know they're coming from God, and He's like, there's somebody out there that's got to hear this. Yeah, and that's true because, you know, you know, you don't know who you're touching. Or you don't know what people go through, so your story can help someone else's story, and they will kind of realize what they're going through as well. Because some people might have, you know, PSCD, but they don't know they have it. You know what I mean? Right. Or they might be. You're right. They might be living in this in this. Well, it's a roller coaster ride. Um, until you until you understand what it is. And why it's happening, you know, why your brain is like, why all of a sudden am I hyper alert on everything, you right. know, or why can I not sleep at all? Right, right. You know, or why does a certain smell just wow. throw, me, throw me back wow. years and years and stops me in my tracks, you know, so, and it's different for everybody, but for me, it could be a song, mm-hmm. it could be a smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be. Uh, well, I, w- I was I was sexually assaulted by two individuals. That's 
that's where my trauma came from. I'm so sorry, honey. Oh, my God. No. You're going to make me cry over here. Like, <laughs> no crying. No crying. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I am so sorry. Like, you know, no, you I know. think, you know what, And for you to, to talk about it, um, to let people know, you know, that, you know, oh, my God. It's just like people go through different traumas in life, right? And, right. And, you know, my life wasn't all peaches and cream either because I've been through trauma myself, you know. Um, but I learned how to, you know how you can block certain things? Oh, absolutely. I'm a pro. I'm a pro at blocking <laughs> things. <laughs> I like, Kim, I'm telling you, I'm a pro of blocking a lot of things. But when you see certain people or or hear certain things, it triggers. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so when it triggers with you, what is your go-to? Like, what do you do? My main thing that I do um, is I take a deep breath. When I rec- if Sometimes, well, now I've gotten to the point where I can, I can feel, I always say I feel it creeping up. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you don't feel it, and it just slams you out of nowhere. And when that happens, I, I take a deep breath and I sit there and say, okay, Kim, and I, I, I try and draw on all five senses. So I sit there, I'm like, all right, talking to myself, you know, Kim, mm-hmm. what do you see? What do you see? What color is it? Mm-hmm. What do you hear right now? So doing that changes how your brain's thinking, you know, and, and there's neuropathways. Um, it changes your focus from that that instant fear to you know, okay, no, I'm safe right now. Right. I, you know, I hear, I hear birds chirping. I can look at the trees right now. I'm in my backyard. I'm safe and I'm fine. You know, so you have to, and it takes work. It sounds, it sounds easy, but wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. It is not easy, and it does take work because sometimes they can be so strong. It can be so strong that stops you in your tracks. I was in, this is probably just a month ago, mm-hmm. I, was in, I was in Walmart just doing my thing, you know, getting stuff. And I, I got, a, I got a, 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 a whiff of a smell. Mm-hmm. And it was just that fast. Wham. So wow. it stopped in my tracks. I couldn't breathe. Oh, wow. My jaw automatically tensed. My shoulders tensed. And I had clenched my fists. My whole body, whole body reaction, and it, I don't know how long I stood there like that. You know, it's probably just a couple seconds, but when you're in the midst of that, mm-hmm. it feels like forever. And uh, th- then when I realized, okay, you know, then, then it was like, okay, Walmart came back. All the other background sounds and the f- sounds of cartwheels going down an aisle, it all came back. But there, I don't know how long it was, but for however long that was, I was not in Walmart anymore. And had just, I was in that complete, tense, frozen Frozen feeling. moment. At that, at that moment, you was just like frozen. It felt like, a, it felt like it was, you probably was standing there for like 15 minutes. It really probably like a couple of seconds, but... Um, you know, I know someone that's like that as well. Like she will, you know, um, stopping her, just stopping. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? You know, but she just dealing with her, her, you know, what she got going on. And I'm like, okay, you know, but also, 
really quick. So you have a book out now, and it's called When Grace Found Me. Yeah, actually, there's the, there's three. It's a three-book series. Um, and it's just called When Grace Found Me, Volume 1, Volume 2, two and Volume, volume three. 3. So what, right. so what, okay, first of all, where you get the title from? That, that was a God-given thing. Um, I was sitting on my back porch on a hot August day uh-huh. <laughs> a, couple, a couple years ago, and just, I was in one of those melancholy kind of reflective moods, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just enjoying the breeze and listening to the birds and just, you know, convincing myself, you know, Kim, you're fine. Just relax. Everything mm-hmm. is good. And then I just, I felt a nudge, very strong nudge, and audibly heard a whisper. Wow. That, uh, it, and what were the words? Um, there are stories to be heard. Wow. And I, 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 it was just me on my porch, me and my dog. And I kind of turned and I'm like, there's nobody here. And I just sat there and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means. I've already told my story. And then I started getting anxious. I'm like, I've already shared my story. I don't want to share it anymore. And so I sat there and I was like doing my thing, my deep breathing and calming down. And then that whisper, the audible whisper came again. There are stories to be heard. And then my whole backyard, and I know this, and I've shared this a couple other times, and people can think that I'm loopy-loo, and that's fine, but this actually happened. Oh, I believe it. I believe in in the spirit. You know what I mean? I believe that that when when God calls on you to to do something, that that you have to go and do it because that's your calling. You know, I truly believe that 100%. Well, I'm glad because what I'm going to share next might sound you know, loopy to people, but I'm sitting there on the porch and I was just, you know, getting myself settled and it was as if my whole backyard disappeared. Oh my God. And it turned into a grainy black and white, you know, like those old TV or movie reels? Yeah. Grainy black and white and they're real jerky as they go. Yeah. It turned into that and there was... A young lady on her knees with her head in her hands, just sobbing, like heartbroken sobs. And it lasted for probably, probably half a second. Mm-hmm. But it, it was enough to make me sit there. I was stunned, stunned speechless, just sat there, and then I got goosebumps all over. All over my body, I had goosebumps popping up. And then I realized I had tears streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, excuse me, (laughs) this is actually hard. Um, I took a deep breath and I realized that I had tears streaming down my face because I recognized who it was in that flash Mm. of that picture that God gave me. And it was me years ago. And then I understood what he wanted. And I went, oh, it's not just my story. I need to find others to share theirs because I was that person that needed someone's story. Oh, my God. I got, like, goosebumps all over my body right now. And so he, so do I. And every time, you know, this is only, like, the third time I've shared this, like, on a, on a platform like this. Um, but that's, that's uh, and in, in, in my head, I just kept getting the word grace. Mm. 
and I went, when Grace found me, when Grace found me, okay, that's going to be the title of the book, huh, isn't it? So then I'm having this conversation with God, okay, now I think I know what I'm supposed to do, okay, I can do this, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it, and uh, so I did, I reached out to a few people that I knew at church, that I knew had went through something, and, and gently asked them if they would consider sharing it, knowing that it was going to go out into the world. Oh, and wow. and they they said yes. And so then I started talking to a few other people that I had met online virtually and stuff through other groups. And within two weeks, I had 20 women from around the world that wanted to participate. But then they kept sharing it because I was just one book. This was supposed to be one book. But other ladies kept telling other ladies. It was all word of mouth. And uh, it turned into three books very quickly. We we. We got those three books published in 12 months. Wow. Yeah. All three of those were published within a year. Uh, it was amazing because it just kept going. And So you think it's going to be a fourth one? I'm not going to do a fourth one. I decided to change or stop at three, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to wait for God to tell me what it is he wants me to do next. And a few months ago, the word, well, it was at the beginning of the year. It's hard to believe we're halfway through the year. Mm -hmm. But um, at the beginning of the year, everywhere I looked, or on the radio, on television, when I was reading something or driving, the word hope was everywhere. Everywhere I went, hope was. And I'm going, is this another nudge? Right, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so the one day when I actually asked that, I was laughing. I'm like, is this another another nudge from you, big guy? You know, I'm laughing. And I got a very strong yes. Awesome. And, and I went, okay, so I'm supposed to do another another book, and it's going to be called When Hope Found Me. Wow. So you... I've, currently, I've currently got people, I'm lining up people for that. Um, we plan on having it um, published before Thanksgiving. And there's still some spots if anybody's interested in being a co-author in that book, When Hope Found Me. Um, so I'm just letting it, letting it take its own journey and, and, and unfold as, it, as it's supposed to. And, uh, yeah, that was just another thing that he gave me to do called When Hope Found Me. And if it's going to be one book or three, I don't know. We'll right, right. You are definitely a blessing. You know, people see God in so many different ways. You are like an angel that is putting out something for people to read and understand, you know. And you are the calling at this point, you know. You are helping others to realize and to speak their truth because sometimes it takes a person to help another person speak their truth. Oh, yeah, and that time, a lot of times it takes a total stranger. Exactly. I mean, you can have family, and they can tell you all day, oh, no, you shouldn't tell nobody what's going on, you know. But then a stranger be like, tell your truth, and you can help someone else and someone else and someone else. You never know who you're helping. Right. It's you know? a ripple effect. It's a huge ripple effect. That's what I'm always saying. I'm a pebble tosser. Um and I just, I'm, I, you know, God has assigned me to be a pebble tosser, so I toss those pebbles in the water, and the ripples are going to land exactly where they're supposed to land on the other side, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually went, because this word hope has been, it's my word of the year, and it's still showing up everywhere. So I actually got on Amazon and found these really beautiful polished stones with the word hope etched in them. Mm-hmm. 
And I went, what are the odds of this popping up in my feed? And I just started <laughs> laughing hysterically. I'm like, okay, God, I guess I'm going to buy some. So I actually bought a big bag of these, and they're gorgeous. They're really pretty, and I keep them in my purse. So whenever I'm out and about. You give them um, to someone. Yes, and God puts whoever it is. I don't just, you know, randomly, well, seemingly random, but it never is. I will just, you know, as I'm doing my errands or shopping or getting gas or whatever, um, all of a sudden it'll be like, that person needs a nugget, and I call them nuggets of hope. I'll be like, that person needs a nugget, and I'll be like, that one? Okay. And it, it's very uncomfortable sometimes, uh, but I've been doing it faithfully. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, you know, sometimes, like, like you know, when people, you never know, like, when people got things on their mind or they're going through something at home and someone gives them, like, a nugget of hope, you know, that yep. can change someone's mental big yes. time. Because whatever they had going on at home and you nicely gave them, like, a hope a nugget, like a nugget hope or, and you give it to them, you never know, like, that might make their day. For right. the rest of the day, you know what I mean. Right. So some, yeah, you're right. We never know mm-hmm. because we all put a mask on when we leave our houses. Always, always, because behind closed doors, it can be like the worst, you know. Exactly. And yeah. going out in the world is already bad enough that you have to fight people in the world and and fighting people at home or having disagreements at home. But when you go out in the world, you know, you have to put this mask on that everything is perfect. You know, nothing's going on in my life, you know, everything is great. But underneath all that, you know, they're going through so many major things. And just for the kindness of of a person, like you being kind to someone, that can really bring, have them like, okay, my day, my day is not as bad as I thought it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there is, there is always a little nugget of hope to be found. Mm, there you go. Always. Always. And I never really say anything to the folks. I just walk up and say, I felt very strongly nudged to give you a little nugget of hope today. And I just hold up my hand. And without fail, they hold theirs open. And I just set it gently in their hand. And I just say, have a blessed day. And literally turn and walk away. And then, oh, wow. Wow. I never, I, I don't think I'm supposed to converse with them. I'm just supposed to do that, just to give it to them and leave. And uh, I've had smiles. I've had looks at me like, who are you, crazy woman? <laughs> um, and I've had people just start crying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That is exactly yeah. what I'm saying, Kim. You never know because they might be going through, oh, my God, it's, like, so emotional right now because they can be going through so much in life. Right. You know? Well, you know, and I sit there and I look at myself, my – and just to, you know, being really transparent, my, my family members, every single one of my family members in the last six months has had uh, incredible stuff going on. Uh, heart attacks, heart issues, cancer, breast cancer, um, major, major stuff, um, mm-hmm. life-changing life stuff. And out of, out of, I don't have a big family where I live, but there's about five of us, and I was the last one standing, and um, everybody was down with some serious, serious stuff, and I was just running from house to house and doctor appointment to doctor appointment, and it became overwhelming to me, and then I started, you know, not sleeping, and then all my triggers are starting to happen, and I'm like, God, you got to help me, because I'm the last one standing, and I have a rare form of diabetes, so 
I have to be very, very careful with my stress levels and my sugar intake because my I have an uncontrollable kind of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very, very careful. So I joke along, you know, my sister and I, it's my sister, she has breast cancer, and uh, her and I joke, well, we have a dark sense of humor because I guess you have to to get through all this, but uh, we, we were kind of joking the one time, and she's like, Kim, you're it. And I said, I know. I'm the last one standing, and I'm running around like crazy, and I've got an insulin pen in each one of my hands. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So you know, you have, to, you have to laugh about it. You have to find the humor even in the toughest of times. Because who wants to scream like a crazy person or cry all the time? I don't. So when that when I have those kind of days, I'm like, all right, go grab some more nuggets of hope and throw them in your purse. we got to go out and do something. That's right. That's right. You know, and that that always brings me back. You know, that uh, gets my feet back on the ground. And, you know, it's like, okay, Kim, you're doing this, but you need it too. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, so I, it's, not, it's not even, it's not just sharing it with others. It's it's so helpful to me, and you know, God knows what He's doing. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, you in this world for a purpose, and whatever your purpose is, you know, um, He will let you know what it is because you know you're not on Earth just to be on Earth. You know what I mean? You're that's not here right, just to be right. here. You're not here. Oh, I'm just here just to be here. No, you're here for a purpose, and and whatever purpose it is. You will, you know, you will eventually find your purpose, but he will let you know your purpose. You and know. your purpose can change. Yeah, most definitely you know, can. Through the, through the different seasons of your life. I'm in a different season of life right now, you know, and it changed drastically. And I was like, you know, once you hit a certain age, and I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know, I'm in my 50s, and I'm like, what do I want to be when I grow up, you know? <laughs> I know, like, I walk in the face of God, so me personally, like, whatever he shows me my ways, I just follow him. You know, I don't really make decisions. I, I ask him in my decisions, like, what should I do next? You know what I mean? Um, I don't, you know, some people go off impulse. I should do this, you know, but I just wait and patiently and let him lead me to where I need to be. Right. Oh, there's a lot of times where I'm like, really? No. I know. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not comfortable doing that one. And then, you know, I'll argue with them for a couple of days. I never win. I, uh, no, I never you, you're win. not going to, you know, you're never going to win. So, much like going. I picture him up there just grinning and shaking his head. Like this girl, I cannot like, do this. Is one of my, this is one of my problem children. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But it's it's been definitely been great talking to you. I mean, you are so wonderful. Continue giving everybody the nugget hopes and and continue doing what you're doing because you definitely are blessed. And I am considering contacting you um, to to do one of the um, the hope found me. I I love what you're doing. I love everything about you. You know, I'm an author myself. So, yes, I would um, love to have you. I'd love to have you part of it. Yeah. It's a, it's a journey. Join me on the journey. Journey on the journey. <laughs> holding hands with you, you know. That's right. We'll be <laughs> tossing nuggets hope everywhere. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, tell everybody where they can contact you, your website, or if you're on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. The easiest 
Way is where all of my stuff is. It shows my podcast, my television show, my contact information. Is you can just go to my website, and it is my name, Kim Langling Author. So it's K I M L E N G L I N G Author dot com, and you can contact me through there. And all of my other stuff is in there. My you know the links to my Facebook and. All of that. So, yeah, I'd love to hear from some folks. If you've got any ideas or just thoughts or comments, get in touch. I'd love to hear them. You can tell you on the radio because you like <laughs> you sound just like you on the radio. <laughs> I, I do. I do a weekly radio show as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I just want to say thank you, Kim, and keep doing what you're doing. And I will definitely contact you. I'll probably email you and let, and just get more details on whatever is going on. And um, thank you again, and um, God bless you. And he may he bless you as well. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. It's been a true pleasure. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.